Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Vestas Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 234. We talked last year in regards to how happy marriages are based on deep friendship, a mutual respect for one another, enjoying each other's company, understanding each other's likes and dislikes, the small loving gestures that takes place day in and day out, that may seem humdrum, may seem unromantic, but it's the foundation of love that creates great passion and fiery love towards one another. We talked about loyalty. We talked about attunement. We talked about um, trust and commitment. And we talked about how betrayal lies at the heart of every failed marriage. Not just sexual affairs and things like that, but even non-sexual betrayals, um, such as um, disrespecting one's spouse or breaking promises or not being loyal to one another, and so on and so forth. Now, one of those aspects of the resilience of a couple that develops this deep friendship is that they have this ability to diffuse um, and lighten up, um, repair when um, um, you know disagreements come up. They have a secret weapon that ensures that even though they may fight, doesn't go out of hand. That even though they may argue, which could happen and sometimes should happen, they're different than each other and they don't hide it from each other and they disagree with each other, but they learn how to adapt that when they do fight, they do argue, it's all within a range where they don't hurt each other um, and they, um, you know, don't have serious doubts about their future together. They don't get traumatized by the fact that they have a disagreement, even if it's about a disagreement on a major aspect. Um, and they learn how to adapt. It's called repair attempt. And that's a very, very big key um, for emotionally intelligent couples to learn what, how to do that. There are many aspects for re- repair attempt. Sometimes it's simply using humor with one another, good-natured humor as they're disagreeing. And that's a very big factor in knowing whether a marriage is likely to flourish or not. The success of their repair attempts, the success in which the strength of their marital friendship lies, that no matter what they argue about, they know there's a friendship that's even deeper than that. And they could argue, they disagree, but they could do it in a way where that even after the great disagreement, they don't feel hurt by one another, they respect one another, and they handle it well. And that is what is called by repair attempt, and it's some it's skill also that could be learned. And... Uh, one aspect also of what makes marriages strong is a husband and wife sharing a deep sense of meaning. Meaning like this, they don't just get along, quote-unquote. They support each other's hopes. They support each other's aspirations. They build a sense of purpose into each other's life. What's important for one is important to the other. What's a deep goal for one becomes a deep goal for the other, and and they become their cheerleader, their support system. 
they honor each other, they respect each other. And what happens is, when you fail to do this, that causes a husband and wife to find themselves constantly bickering and arguing or feeling isolated and feeling lonely in their marriage. And it's very interesting. Again, John Gottman talks about it. He studied couples for decades and decades. And he watched in these decades and decades of studies how couples fought with one another. And he basically said, you know, people think that what they're fighting about, whether the toilet lid is up or the down, or whether uh, he took out the garbage versus she taking out the garbage, and they're quarreling about that. And the truth is, is he noticed as they're fighting about these seemingly, you know, superficial things, there was really deeper hidden issues that are behind those superficial conflicts. That's what the key really is. In other words, they're not really, the marriage didn't break or, or because of whether the toilet lid was f- f- up or down um, or, or whether he was supposed to take it out the garbage and uh, he wasn't around or was a little lazy so the wife ended up doing it. That's not what the main issue is. Now, of course, they could argue about that. You know, that's a healthy thing. They could disagree and and whatever it is, but that is not the deep issue that creates the rift. And he has a fascinating aside about marriage that I believe is so, so true. And that is, very often, and listen to this, most marital, marital arguments cannot be resolved. And that's not a bad thing. It sounds like it's a bad thing. Oy, oy, oy. Most marital arguments cannot be resolved. And what do you do? And the answer is like this. You see, when couples year after year try to change each other's mind and heart, you can't do that. A lot of the disagreements that couples have with one another are rooted in what he calls fundamental differences of lifestyle, of personality, of values. You know, they become come from different families with different hashkafas. And by fighting over these differences, all they're doing is wasting time and harming their marriage. In other words, they come from different families. And let's say the husband's family came with a certain mahalach of Avedis of, Hashem, or the way a Shabbos table is supposed to look, or the way uh, people are supposed to conduct themselves. And the wife's family had a totally different view of it, of what's healthy. We're not talking about things that every they both know are were are really unhealthy or or healthy, but you know just the difference in perspective between the two families, and each one comes in thinking that they're how they were brought up that's the right way, and the other one you know it's the, the their their mahalach is foreign to them, but when they learn how to live with it by honoring each other by respecting each other then they create a shared meaning and a sense of purpose for each marriage. So in other words, he may have ideal in his mind what Shabbos is supposed to look like, and she may have a different ideal of what Shabbos is supposed to look like. And there's bound to be a conflict sometimes. And sometimes that conflict cannot be mamish fully resolved. He'll end up feeling, Afal became, this is the way I feel. 
and she'll say, this is the way I feel. And nevertheless, they learn, okay, we disagree or we see it differently. Let's work together on making the Shabbos meaningful for us and for our children in a way that's a beautiful way where I give in some and you give in some, knowing that we won't see everything eye to eye exactly. And marriage, the secret to these marriage successes, in his view, based on these studies, is doable. It's available for every couple, no matter how different they are. And it could produce a tremendous dramatic change. And to understand how what he calls these seven principles, which we're going to talk about because they're very, very important, and to see the results of when it's not used. And again, here, in his view, and I, I see that it's pretty accurate to say to take his word for it, that this is not a matter of just theory, and he's not writing just concepts and ideas that may or may not, you know, may work, may not work, but they were documented by extensive research into couples, both couples that unfortunately were not able to save their marriage and got divorced. And the root of it was not um, following through on these seven principles that he's going to depict. And the fail and, and, and the successes in other marriages is because of utilizing those those concepts. And we're going to talk about them in future Shurim Be'ez Hashem because it's very practical and there are ways to use it in the best possible way. He talks also about he was able to very much predict, predict divorce. And um, the, he, the, he got couples to agree to put their marriage under the microscope and under the camera, and uh, they learn to live naturally with it and go through their marriage that way. And he studied it and realized, based on videotaping them and listening to them, and he had senses attached to them to gouge their stress levels, now, I understand people's cynicism on this is, you know, if, if you feel you're being tested, you're not going to act naturally. But um, the truth is, is they're aware of that problem, and they work it out in a way where this happens long term. So, you, yes, the first hour, two, three hours, or day, or two days, they may feel awkward. People are observing them, and or, or whatever the case may be. But after a little while, they start acting naturally towards one another. And it's like they're part of the family. And they learned a lot of information from the way husbands and wives interact with one another. And one of the Yesaitis, he says, that's interesting, is that if they fight or disagree or even express sometimes anger, that is not an indication that the marriage will break down. Not necessarily. There are many times where they do argue and disagree, and sometimes on strong terms, and will remain happily married and truly connected with one another. And then you have other couples where they're afraid to disagree with one another at all, and they will you know, try to avoid conflict. And nevertheless, 
the marriage will fall apart. And because it, it, a lot has to do with just the healthy way of expressing these things. So there are many indications of what causes um, divorce. One of them is whenever you breach a, a, a subject, you start out in a harsh way. He calls this harsh startup. Basically, when um, you're sarcastic right up front, or you, you right away have a, a real strong reaction as soon as there's a conflict about to start, about a disagreement where one of them shows their anger right away and that negative tone right away. And um, that way he was able to predict 96% of the time an outcome of a conversation based on just the first two, three minutes of a 15-minute interaction. And that indication is what we call a harsh startup. Harsh startup means that you begin a conversation in a confrontation, confrontational adversarial tone. Which means like this. It doesn't make a difference what you're disagreeing about or how you're strongly you feel about what you're disagreeing about. And you need to work it out with each other and you need to iron it out with one another. The key is, is that in the first two, three minutes, as you're starting to discuss this subject, you do it in a non-harsh way, not sarcastic, not angry, not belligerent. And you start off a discussion, not with criticism, not with sarcasm, even if it's a difficult subject. And you basically start off in a calm voice, in a tone, tone, in a, you know, this is a subject we have to discuss it. Let's talk it through. Let's work it out. And you do it in a, in a way that diminishes that harsh, negative feelings that very often one feels when they're defensive and right away they start and they're on the attack mode. So he really said this is fascinating that if in the first two minutes of a 15-minute argument, they start out with what he calls harsh startups, it's going to be doomed to failure. And instead, if you work on the first two, three minutes of a 15-minute conversation, that even will be a strong disagreement, but in a respectful way, in a calm way, where, where you know that even in the outset, you may be strong and firm about how you feel, and disagree with your spouse about whatever you're disagreeing with. But if you do it in a non-negative tone and non-confrontational tone and just say, listen, this is the way I, I, I feel about it. You'll have a chance to respond also. We'll talk it through and this is how I feel. And you spell it out in a nice, respectful way and you'll be listened to. That is the key of how to do it. So that's one sign of divorce on a long-term basis where a conflict, a disagreement in the first two, three minutes right away starts off negative and confrontational instead of addressing it in a calm way. We will continue, Be'ez Hashem, discussing these subject, the subject and very, very practical tools on how to improve a marriage that are skills that can be attained by everyone they just need to be committed to it and work through it, and you will see 
great positive results. Have a wonderful day.